Hello, you guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is October 17th and this is from The Daily Stoic. The benefit of kindness. A benefit should be kept like a buried treasure, only to be dug up in necessity. Nature bids us to do well by all. Wherever there is a human being, we have an opportunity for kindness. The first person you meet today, passing acquaintance or friend, no matter the context, positive or negative, is an opportunity for kindness. Or as different translators have taken this line from Seneca to mean, it is an opportunity for benefit for both of you. You can seek to understand where they are coming from. You can seek to understand who they are, what they need and what forces or impulses might be acting on them. And you can treat them well and be better off for it. The same is true with the second person you encounter and the third. Of course, there is no guarantee that they will return the favour, but that's not our concern. As always, we're going to focus on what we can control. In this case, the ability to choose to respond with kindness. Oh my gosh, I've gone to record this just start of the episode like five times and I don't know what's been happening, but hi, hello, welcome back to another episode. I'm so excited that you are here. I want to talk about training. So we went to the gym this morning at 5.30 and we were training. Today was a strength day and we were squatting. So basically every... I don't even know how many weeks, how many months we do a testing week where we test our one RMs. We have different tests in terms of fitness and stuff like that. And then they use that to create the programs for the next block so that we're we're getting better. We're improving all the time. That's why my gym is literally the best gym in the whole entire world. So working off our one rep max, so doing one squat, the heaviest squat that you can do, We then had to hold that weight on our back today within the session for 10 seconds to feel what it would feel like to hold that weight. Then we re-racked it and then we'd actually go up. So we'd take 100% of our one rep max, hold it on our back for 10 seconds, re-rack, and then we did 110% of our one rep max, which means it's more weight than you've ever held before. Step it back brace, hold it on your back. That's it. No squatting, just holding there, putting it back. And then we also did 120% of our one rep max, the heaviest we've ever lifted in our lives. So we were doing that this morning and I did, so we started around the 90% mark. I did the 90% and I was like a little bit scared, to be honest, having the bar on my back. There's something about squatting where a real fear of mine comes out. I don't know what the fear is, but I feel very uncomfortable having such heavy weight on my back. It is the biggest mental game. And I think that's why I just love it so much because I learn so much about myself all all the time in the gym. That's why I talk about it so, so much. So I picked up the 90. It didn't feel that good. I turned to my coach and I was like, I don't know, it just feels funny on my back. Like, it just like, I don't know, it's scary. I said to her, I said, it's like, it's a bit scary. And she pulled me over and was teaching me how to brace better than what I was bracing. And I learned just the tiniest little shift in what I was doing and then went back to the bar and did the 100 and the 110%. So what I did for my one rep max last time and then a little bit more as well. And it felt 10 times better because of that one little thing that she told me and equally she was standing there like talking me through it as well and what I want to pull from this is a few things the first thing is I was really scared (laughs) I was I have like I said this fear around having such heavy weight on my back for for whatever reason and it is the biggest test of self-trust that I've ever faced in my life in my business in in life like it is just such 
a cool way and a very tangible way to test self-trust where you don't want to test these things as they're happening as in something massive some big conflict happens in business you don't want to test it then you want to test it over and over and over again before you get to that it's kind of like if you think about a muscle or even about the squatting right we want to keep practicing squatting practicing squatting over and over and over and over and over again so that when it comes to testing or when it comes to a comp or whatever it may be then we're ready but walking in without practicing without training you can just tell it's not going to be as effective right it's exactly the same when it comes to business and life a lot of people don't let themselves strengthen parts of themselves until they're in the moment It's a little bit like you should be preventing rather than curing. It's that exact same vibe. So that's the first part where I was really, really scared. And I thought that was just the coolest opportunity for me to lean in and and face something that feels really scary physically. And then it's just like the mental thing of the self-trust, which was really cool. The second part that I want to pull from it is having my coach there. So if she wasn't there... And if I was doing, say I knew how to program or I bought a program online or something and I was following that program and today I was doing the exact same workout, right? Exactly the same workout. If I had done the 90 and then I had gone to do the 100 and the 110 the same way I did the 90, which didn't feel that great, it would have been okay. I might have lifted it, but I definitely wouldn't have walked away going, yep, testing week is next week and I feel really good I feel really confident I know what I'm doing but because my coach was there who's done this so many times who knows her shit who can literally just look at you and know what to do what to change what to move because she was there I've just completely time collapsed so so much in terms of growth so it means that next week at testing week I'm going to be able to do it hopefully at the same one rep max, if not more than last time, because I know how to brace properly now, because I know how to get under the bar, because I know how to lift it off the thing, right? It was the simplest little few shifts that changed the game completely and completely skyrocketed how I felt about having the weight on my back. That would not have happened if I did not have a coach. That might have taken me six months, a year, two years, five years, to actually learn and figure out and practice if I was doing it on my own. And this is the part where you don't know what you don't know, right? You only know what you know. And the the things that you don't know are the things that are actually costing you your growth in both time, where you could time collapse and do it sooner, but also volume, where I might be able to lift even more because I've learned that, right? The volume of growth has increased and the time collapse has collapsed, right? The time has collapsed. It's it's gotten shorter because I have someone there who is holding me through it all, who's done it before, who's programmed a thousand, a hundred thousand different humans, who is in there doing it with me, who's learning this stuff all the time. This is why mentorship is so, so crucial, right? She's my mentor when it comes to the gym. All of the trainers in there are. And if I didn't have her in there, Like I said, it would have been very, very different me walking out of the gym and also into testing week next week. Who knows what's going to happen, but I just think it's really cool to note that. The other thing that was just amazing from this morning and see how much I can pull out from one 45-minute gym session. This is why I do it. 
you pull so much out of it. The other cool thing was that we weren't doing that many squats. We were there holding the bar to feel what it would feel like to have that weight on our back so that then when we were going to actually squat or when we moved into testing, we weren't so scared because we've been there before. We've already done it. And this right here is why group mentorship or coaching or one-to-one coaching, trainers, whatever it looks like, that's where it's so, so powerful. Because if you think about being in a group coaching container when it comes to business, you have humans in there who have walked the chapters that you're about to walk. Imagine if you could get a few signs popping up saying, hey, go here. Hey, maybe don't go there. Hey, I tried this and it worked. Hey, I tried this and it didn't work. Hey, here's an even better way to to go about it. Again, growth, you would completely time collapse and you would also increase the volume of the growth very, very quickly. Just from having that evidence, having that example where it's been done before, then when you actually move into it, it's not as scary. It's the same with one-to-one mentorship where it's like I can lean into my mentor and be like, hey, this is what I'm thinking of doing or here's this big crazy thing that is so fucking scary. I literally want to pee my pants. And she's like, hey, I got you. Like this is X, Y, and Z. This is what we should do or this is what I would recommend, or this is what I did in my experience, right? It's getting a feel for it. It's getting a test for it without doing it yet. It's exactly the same as the gym. We got to have the bar on our back and feel what it would feel like so that when we move into potentially holding that weight next week, the week after, 10 weeks after, next year, six months away, it's not going to be as scary. We've already done it before. It's exactly the same with mentorship. That's why the time collapse is so, so crucial. You don't have to take the 456,000 steps to get somewhere when you could learn from someone who's already done it and then be like, okay, boom, that's my answer. That's the best way to go about it. That's the most efficient way to go about it. It's almost like testing the steps before actually doing them to see if it's going to work. Do you know how powerful that is? It's just incredible. When you look at kids who play, I remember back in the day when it was like PlayStation and Xbox and all of the things. And I remember if if someone was really, really good at a game, it's because they've done it so, so many times that the next time they go to do it, of course, they're going to kill it because they've, they've played that same exact level or game or character a hundred times in that day. If a complete newbie pops on to try it without, I don't know, reading the instructions or testing it out first or asking someone like, who should I avoid? Like, what's going to kill me? I remember I'd be playing with my brothers and we'd be sitting there and they'd be like, click X or jump there or watch out for the thing that's going to swing and hit you or there's a gun behind there or, you know, because they've done that level before. It's exactly the same thing but in a very controlled environment. That's why mentorship is so damn powerful. 
Just interrupting this podcast for a hot sec to remind you that Master the Game enrollments are open and I'm so excited for everyone who is jumping in. This is to make content quicker. It's to feel confident to be seen and heard online, on socials. It's so that you can attract more aligned clients, the ones that you actually really, really want to work with and who are also ready to spend, ready to spend big as well. More importantly, this is what to say, what to do, how to be on social so that you can just absolutely nail your marketing so that you can sell your thing online, make a bunch of money and just build this big, beautiful brand that you are dreaming of. All of the content will drop on November 20th. So you have about a month to jump in. You will also have lifetime access, which is just honestly freaking wild. It means that every time we have any updates, we have Q and A's, we have live sessions, all of the bits and pieces that are going to come into play when it comes to master the game, you are going to have access every single time. So rather than learning the stuff once and then having to re-sign, once you're in, you are in for the lifetime of Master the Game with every single update, what's working for me, what's not working for me. You get to ask all of your questions as they come along with the ever-changing social network. The link will be in the bio on Instagram at the Lily Holmes. Okay, speaking about all things content, I want to talk about the content funnel and I would need you to like use some visualization tools that your brain has. (laughs) So at the top, imagine the word content, right? That is how people find out that you exist. So once they find out that you exist, they are then going to become a follower where they're just following along, they're just like there for the ride, or they're going to become a lead. And a lead is someone who is interested in buying, who's ready to buy, who is inquiring with you, who's in your DMs, who's asking if you're available, right? They're sort of like a hot lead, or they're just going to be a follower. Now, if they are a follower, They are then just going to have that connection built over time, that trust built over time through the compounding effect because you are showing up time and time again, you're nice and consistent and you're building that brand visibility as well. So that because you're selling online as well, they then become a lead, right? So whether they're a follower or a lead, eventually they'll become a lead because you know how to market, you're a marketing queen and that's just how it rolls. Once they're a lead, they then will move into the buying process and then they're going to become a sale. Now, of course, there's like 400,000 different things that I can pull out from each one of those, those headings. But if you can kind of imagine it like that, if you can imagine a funnel, as in think of the shape of a funnel, it's like that. The content is how they find out that you exist. They then become a lead or a follower. They become a lead eventually. They then become a move into the buying process. It's then going to be a sale. Then because your customer experience has been so amazing, the sale is then going to turn into a referral into someone else. Then they're probably going to start at your content and then they're going to become a lead. And then it moves through like that and the the funnel almost repeats itself. So this is so important to know. And the reason being is that 
so often it's it's hard to sort of visualize business and strategy and content and what it really looks like for the customer or for the client. And I feel like with this visualization, it's a little bit easier to see why content is so important. Because imagine if you removed content where it's like you're not showing up all that much, you're a little bit inconsistent, content feels hard at the moment, you feel like you don't have any time because it's taking you so long to create If that's the case and you're not posting content, then people won't find out that you exist so they can't actually move through the funnel because they can't become a lead. The other option is you could say, well, I get a lot of my leads from word of mouth or from a referral. That can be very, very true and it can be one of the most powerful ways to get people into your world. But the things to remember is that if they are word of mouth or a referral, they're likely going to go to your content anyway. That's going to be sort of the next step to build that trust even further. So they hear it from you that your serve that from the the friend, right? For example, that the service was so amazing, they then have that trust for you already because someone else that they trust has experienced it. Then what are they going to do? They're probably going to look you up on socials, right? It's like if someone said, "Hey, go and try this new cafe." The first thing I'm probably going to do is look them up on socials or go and visit them if it's a local thing. If it's an online thing, it's even more important, obviously, that content is so, so, so intentional and a crucial element in your whole process because people can't just duck down and see you in real life. So they're likely going to come to the content anyway and have to move through that funnel anyway even if they are a word of mouth. The second part to it is if they are a word of mouth or referral, something along those kind of lines, you are then relying on current clients to tell one other person. So let's say you have 10 past clients. If those 10 people tell one person, you've then got 10 new potential leads or, or followers or people in your world, right? That's 10. If they told two people, that's 20 new extra leads in your world. The first part is you're relying on them to tell them. That's the first part. You are relying on your current clients or past clients to tell other people. The other part to it is you're also relying on them to tell more than one person. Because if you're only relying on your client to tell one person or two people, even three people, that's not many people that that find out that you exist as opposed to content where you can post one thing, right? One, one output, one 15 second video that you edit and chuck into a reel or a TikTok might take you five minutes, 10 minutes to create. That's one, one output goes to millions, literally millions of eyeballs in your business. How many did the referrals get? 10 considering all 10 past or current clients have told one other person, right? Like think about the leverage that content holds. You can post one thing on the free app from the comfort of your own home, post one simple thing and it can reach millions of humans. That is the leverage that exists for content. And then they just get to move through that funnel really beautifully. And it kind of plays on each other where you are posting content to get the the leads or the followers, the eyeballs in your world. And then the reason they stay in your world and they actually move through to the buying process is because you're posting content. 
because you're posting content where they are building that trust, they're connecting with you, they are connecting with the brand, with your values, they are really familiar with you, you are front of mind, you are consistent, you're there all the time, you're giving them so much value, you're giving them education, you're showing them why they should buy your thing, you're selling all the time, you're showing social proof, right? And then you're posting the content itself to get people into your world. But equally, those people are going to want to buy and are going to become sales, going to become clients, going to become money in your wallet. (laughs) I shouldn't say money in your wallet because who has cash these days? Money in your bank account. Because you are posting, you are getting the eyeballs. And because you are posting, you are also getting the eyeballs to stay and to buy from you as well. This is the power of content. I have a lot of people who have said in the past in coaching containers and things like that, they've asked the question of, okay, if I didn't want to focus on content or, or what's another way that I can make more sales that doesn't focus on content? Here are the other ways. You could cold call. You could cold door knock. How does that feel though? Does it feel really good? Maybe it does. And if it does, go for it. For me, it doesn't. It doesn't feel all that great. That's an option, but think about the leverage of that. One, you have to physically leave your house. Two, it is one to one. You go to you yourself go to one house and knock on the door and take the time for them to answer the door and then talk to them and then get the door shut in your face and then you have to go to the next house. In that time you could have posted one piece of content that then reaches a million people. See how the leverage is so, so different. Same with cold calls. Even the same with cold DMs. It's still only one-to-one. The leverage isn't as big as posting on con- on socials in general, on Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, threads, wherever you your clients are looking for you and whatever your main platform or platforms are. The other option is you could do paid ads, in which case you still have to have good ads. You still have to learn how to create ads. You still have to learn how to create good content because the ads aren't going to get you necessarily just the sales. The ads are going to get the eyeballs. The eyeballs are then going to look at your other content that then turns into a sale. So in that case, it's still content and equally, you also have to pay for that. So while it 100,000% works, makes so much money in terms of paid ads, I believe that your content and especially your product or service has to actually be good in the first place because all ads do is amplify the content that you're already creating. And if the content you're already creating sucks because you're not willing to learn more about it, then all the ads are going to do is just put a hole in your bucket. In terms of you're going to be pouring money into the ads because you're thinking that the ads are going to connect straight to the sale. But you could do even better where you pour the money into the ads and you create cool content where the people who find you through the ad go to the content, connect with you through the really good content and then become a sale. The other option is you can tell people that you already know that you exist. But again, it's going to be limited. This is why I choose content. Because the people that you know in your world, as in the people on your Facebook friends list, in your phone contacts, if you are old school and have an address book, which I doubt anybody does, if you have contact contacts in at the gym or at the hairdresser or whatever, right? That's an option where you could go, hey, I'm selling this thing. Do you want to buy my thing? 
but that's not going to be as many people as it could be if you were to post content. Because I don't know about you, but I don't know a million people. I don't know a million people that I could message and say, hey, it's me, buy my thing. So there's, there's many options to, for people to find out that you exist. It could be someone that you know, like I just mentioned. It could be a cold call, a, a door knock, a pamphlet, something along those kind of li- kinds of lines. It could be paid ads. There's many ways for people to find out that you exist, word of mouth, referrals. But I honestly believe at the end of the day that content wins every single time. Because even if you door knock, they're then going to probably look you up. Even if it's a word of mouth, they're probably going to look you up. Even if it's a paid ad, they're probably going to go to your main page anyway. Even if it's through Google, they're probably still going to look up your social. And and I know this is very, um, like, might not apply to every single business. If this doesn't apply to you, that's perfect. Maybe just go to a different episode. But I'm going to say that for majority of you, this is going to apply. And equally, it's not to say that you can't do the other things or do all of them combined. That would be like the mega marketing um, strategy. But if you're wanting to choose one that has the most leverage, as in you get more for what you put in, it's content. Every single time it wins. This is why I teach Master the Game. This is why I teach content. Because I want you guys to absolutely nail content, be able to make it quicker, be able to have it be done easier so you're not so confused and it doesn't take you forever and it's not a drag. Imagine if content was actually really exciting. Imagine if you sat down and you're like, yes, I get to create content. That's actually what it gets to be like. That's what it's like for me. I get really excited for content. And it's not because I was born knowing all of this stuff. It's because I took so many hours and days and weeks and months to learn. I experimented so, so, so much through my profiles where I was like, if I do this, then what happens? What if I try this? What if I change this? I learned about how to sell. I learned about how to write copy. I learned about language. I learned about energetics, right? There's so much that goes into it. And it's just... I find it very, very exciting. And if you're a business owner, you sort of put yourself in the position where this is part of your job as a business owner to learn how to create content easier, quicker, faster and more of it so that you can get more eyeballs on your stuff so that you can sell more stuff and then grow this big, beautiful empire of yours. That is my goal for you. It is question time. I had a question come through from one of my OGs because I mentioned on my story something about cold calling being ick. So she basically said, why do you think cold calling or messaging is ick? I feel like there's a few different parts to this. The first part is because of the leverage part of it where I would rather spend the time creating content where it's one-to-many as opposed to -to one-to-one. The second part to it is the energetics behind it. I want people in my world who really want to be in my world for reasons other than I landed in their DMs just saying, hey, here's my thing. Do you want to buy my stuff? I personally hate receiving them. I receive, I reckon, 10 a day between emails and DMs between all of the accounts, at least 10, if not like 20 a day. And they're so icky because the way that they write them, it's like, 
it's just so I don't know what the word is it's just ick like there's no personal thing behind it I know that they're just wanting a sale out of it which is fine like that's what business is but there's a difference between, oh, I love this brand because I love their values and who they are and the clients that they're serving I'm going to buy versus, oh, someone landed in my DMs about this thing and now I'm I'm going to reach out to them. It's like when they say, hey, Lily, how are you going? Um, wondering if X, Y, and Z. And I know that they've just copied and pasted that to like 400 different people, which is fine. But I'm like, there's, there's, it's just not genuine behind it. And I personally don't want to connect with a business where there's no actual genuine interest in the human behind it versus me falling in love with a brand and then wanting to buy. There's just like this inauthenticity that I don't connect with. When it comes to cold DMs, cold emails, cold calls, if I get a cold call, I literally want to vomit in my mouth. Like that's just me consuming them. Therefore, I don't do them in my business. But in saying all this, I know that they work. I know that they could probably make me millions of dollars. I know that people are absolutely killing it. I know they're making five figures, multiple five figures, six figures, multiple six figures, whatever it may be a month from cold DMs, from cold calls, from cold door knocking, like all of the things. I know it works. But for me as a consumer, I freaking hate it. I don't even open their message. All I do is delete it. And it, look, it might be a lesson for me. Maybe I need to open them and read them. But every time I do, I'm like, oh, it's just ick. I feel like if they if they cold DM'd me and it was some it was written in a really smart way and then I landed on their, their page and it was an actual brand with a human behind it where they were using content the way that I teach content, where it's just building a brand, I might actually connect with it. But majority, I'm gonna say ninety-nine percent of the people who cold DM me, you go onto their page and it's all static graphics of text or it's so robotic or it literally looks like a fake robotic account. Like it's not going to connect me in any way. And that's why I'm like, that's not the way that I like to buy. It's not my buying behavior. Therefore, it's not going to be the way that I sell. Because if it feels icky for me to consume and then I go to try and sell in that same way, it's going to feel really icky for me to sell. And then the energy is going to be all wrong. It's going to be a waste of my time. So that is why I don't like cold messaging in any form. I just don't like consuming it. And I think it's not the best leverage that I could be using at this point in time. It's not to say that maybe I don't experiment with it and try it in the future. No idea. Couldn't tell you because I'm right here. Maybe tomorrow I'll wake up and I'll be like, oh, let's try a cold DM 100 people. Who knows? But today, time stamped 17th of October at 1.46 p.m. Not into it. (laughs) But that could always change. Recommendation time. I want to recommend the Beckham documentary. Now, I know you've probably watched it or I know a lot of you have watched it. I honestly, before watching the documentary, could hardly even tell you what sport he played. Like, honestly, I think Tom said, let's watch the Beckham documentary. And I was like, is he a golfer? Like, I literally have no idea who who celebrities are, what they look like, what they do. Like, I'm, I don't know. I'm just like not that good with, with that kind of pop culture kind of stuff, but, and, and sport more specifically. 
But we, we flicked it on. We had nothing else to watch. And I freaking frothed it. Like we haven't finished it yet. And I almost want to message Tom and be like, can I watch it without you? Because I am 100% in the conversation. And the reason is there's so much mindset behind it. Like it's just insane. And if you want to look at a human who's built absolute resilience in their mind, go and watch the documentary. Because People are complaining that they're scared to um, put themselves out there or be seen and heard or create a brand or start a business because of the judgment that they might get. Yet he was literally booed on the field every single time he walked on for a game and he was sent death threats. He was sent kidnapping threats for his his newborn and he still showed up. He still went out there. He still held his head high. He still did the thing. Like the whole entire world was against him at one point. The whole entire nation was against him. The All of the media, everything was against him and he still showed up. He still did the thing. He still was moving forward. And, that, and yet people are playing so small. And, and this is me too, being like, I'm scared that if I do this thing, this thing might happen. Scared of one person, one stranger's opinion on the internet or scared of one acquaintance's judgment of a move that I'm making in business or money that I'm making or whatever it may be. We're scared of things that haven't even happened on the smallest scale you could possibly think of. He actually experienced the biggest fear, the biggest thing to happen in the public eye and he still showed up and he's still here recording the documentary. He still did the thing. Like, I don't know, it was just, it was the coolest thing to be like, look at how small our problems are. Like, look at the problems that you're experiencing right now, then go and watch the documentary and you'll be like, fuck me dead. Let's just let's just move forward and find bigger and better problems because some things that people are actually facing in the world is just insane, absolute insanity. So go and watch the Beckham documentary. You'll absolutely love it. The love story between um, him and Victoria is just like so cute. And you've, if you're on TikTok, you'd see all of the things going around um, about that. What are the scenes in there where they're dancing? And I don't know. I'm just a sucker for love. So very, very cool, 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 cool documentary. Now, again, before I love you and leave you, if you are an OG, I am no longer at flower.ed on socials. I'm at the Lily Home. So if you're trying to find me and you're like, where the heck is Flower Ed? I'm still here. I still exist. Just look up the Lily Homes on TikTok and Instagram. The Facebook is still the Flower Ed Collective and still until I start to shift things over. I'll explain everything in the coming weeks or months because there's a lot moving behind the scenes, a lot to catch you guys up on. But thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I'll see you guys in the next one.